And welcome to the 50th episode Spooktacular. Oh, wow. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. My other co-ghost. Hello. Alicia Tobin. Meow, meow. And our first ever returning guest. <gasps> so exciting. Loren Smith. It's me, everybody. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get started, I just want to just pop this champagne. Loren, if you could mic this. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Just going to pour a little bit out on the ground for Alicia. Uh, Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. We did pour a little bit onto Alicia. (laughs) She rubbed it into her foot as if it were a lotion. I would be uh, absorbed through my epidermis. Mm. Okay, so I forgot to say, Loren Smith, in case you haven't listened to episode two, she's a master bass shredder, yeah. uh, formerly True. of the band Tough Age, True. currently of the band Doc Tears. True. By the time this comes out, they'll have played their first show to a crowd of... Several hundred, probably. Dozens <laughs> no, of hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> One thousand tens, screaming yeah. fans. That's true. Ripping their tops off. I grew to tags. <laughs> I was just thinking of like Chris Martell, <laughs> it's our friend who's got a lot of hair on his body. I love body hair. <laughs> you should meet Chris. Mm. Uh, anyway, Lorena is a great musician. Hot off a uh, North American tour. Yeah, that's Ch- true. Chock full <laughs> of uh, retail nightmares. Thanks so much for having me back. Thanks for uh, being a fabulous human being. <laughs> yeah, we've been looking forward to having you back for 48 episodes. Yeah, a, yeah. a year? <laughs> Almost a year. It's been, I think it's been probably over a year since we recorded our last episode because we had a few banked before we started putting them out. Yeah, we were shy. Yeah, we were too shy. We, we were shy how the, internet the internet worked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I want to just give a shout out to Ben Lai, who's the man who hosts all our podcasts. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for explaining to me how RSS feeds work, Mm -hmm. because I don't even know what RSS stands for. Jessica explained it to me, but all she really did was put a cold hot dog in my hand and then scream. (laughs) (laughs) I told you never to tell anyone about that. Well, I've had to speak to numerous therapists. (laughs) And they're all like... You screamed? Jessica Jessica screamed. screamed. The hot dog screamed. Yeah. (laughs) We all screamed. We all screamed for a hot dog. I like my hot dogs rare. Really? No. <laughs> I don't. Mean, I haven't had a hot dog in years. Hard to find hot dogs? Yeah, sneaky hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs always seem like a better idea to me than they turn out to be in the end. It's like one bite instant heartburn sort of a deal. They're gross. Know. I'm an old lady, though. They're so. gross, but they're iconic. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. How, about, how do you feel about hot dogs? I love them. I, I think they're fun. I like getting them out of a cart. I like I like getting them um, at, at a barbecue, yeah. like on, off that grill. I like getting those little black lines. I like getting it off a bonfire. I like putting it on a stick. I like oh, getting yeah. that stick sharp. Do you like the Montreal steamed hot dogs? Have you had one? Is that like a smoky style? 
No, it's steamed. Oh, it's steamed, like you said. <laughs> yeah. I did have steamed peanuts. Whoa. That's different. Not, why are you changing the subject from a beautiful well, steamed hot dog? <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. Getting a little too phallic up in here. You just spent a weekend on an island. Did you have any bonfires there? Um, No bonfires. What's the difference no. between a fire and a bonfire? Uh, on c'est bon. J'aime ça. I think a bonfire is larger in scale. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's got to be like some chairs in it. Oh, and there a couple pickup trucks. An acoustic know. guitar. Yeah. A uh, fire becomes a bonfire as soon as someone whips it out. I mean, a guitar. <laughs> a hot dog. Here, a hot dog. <laughs> and start singing, you know, whatever those types of people sing. Kumbaya. I don't know. Sublime, usually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, how how's that? You've got a little nugget of land. Is that what it's called? Yeah, we have a nugget of land there. <laughs> um, it's on this bizarre island, um, Protection Island, where... Why is it called Protection Island? Protection Island because it protects Nanaimo's harbor from oh. rogue waves. Whoa. Or oh, attacks, so that means too. your land is in the way of a rogue wave? <laughs> well, we're, don't worry, we're on the safe side. It was on sale. Property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought it was because it was protected by the bay, sort of. Around. It could be that too. I like the rogue wave idea. Though. Yeah, um, it's a weird island, and I'm used to have this mayor named Frank Nay. Um, that nay, nay. It, this is like kind of in the seventies, and he was a wacky guy. He used to dress up as a pirate. Oh my! Um, and he used to like. I don't know if he started the Bathtub Weekend, but he definitely was stoked about Bat. You guys ever hear about Bathtub Weekend? No. Just from you. Well, I guess I talk, talk about, about it all summer. <laughs> well, Nanemo is this really great event where um, the townsmen and women, they get into their these bathtubs and they paint them all up for like maybe their business that they work at or maybe their family. Sure. Um, and they put a motor on the end and they motor around. <laughs> they motor. They used to motor all the way to Vancouver. No. How? Yeah, on it's the true. I don't think they do that so much anymore. They turn back around at a certain point. But anyway, it's a big, it's a big bazaar. And they had the world's biggest beer gardens. All wow. Nanaimo turns into one big old garden. So you can just drink wherever? Yeah, there was the riots one year too. The bathtub <gasps> riots. People no. got a little too loose, if I you know what I mean. I love that none of the news from Nanaimo ever makes it to the mainland. <laughs> True. So bathtub well, riots, ba- when did that happen? Bathtub, I don't know. But I think my mom was there. My mom said she, um, I think she might have. Actually, uh, let's not she, talk about it. Was she a looter? <laughs> I think she might have looted. She, well, she took all the bathtub. She right. alluded to alluding. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> she was on lewds. Yeah. <laughs> she had a lot of loofahs. But Frank mm. Nay, he was like a, he was kind of like a real wacky guy. He had this island called Protection Island and he really wanted to develop it for like the townsfolk to have a cute cabin to like go and relax on. And he named all of the streets weird pirate street names. Oh my. So like you get off of this cute little troller ferry and you get to the dingy dock pub that's not that piratey but then you get onto pirate's lane oh you walk down pirate's lane for a bit then there's jolly minor road right you take a right there you walk down to treasure trail you follow that straight past this one garden ran by this like master knitter there's this knitter on protect anyway. So you take Treasure Trail past her house, then you hit it onto fifty six Captain Morgan's Boulevard. And that's where wow. me and my friends have our little nugget. That's where you have your rum emporium. So do you yeah. guys camp there? Do you have a cabin? 
yeah, we have this like beautiful A-frame cabin that my friend Michael Carpenter and some of his buddies built, and it's so beautiful. And it has a wood stove, has a VHS player, mm. um, has a shower. But I couldn't get the hot water to work, Michael. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about it. So your friend's last name is Carpenter, and he's a carpenter, somewhat. But I mean, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's great at computers he's great at bass guitar he um had like is great at chickens he's really into alternative um, How's he had hot dog composting <laughs> alternative um, composting yeah well like yeah. having a t- toilet composter thing you know i Those didn't crazy. say it. you did but that is what he's kind of he's in he's interested in it he's yeah hornby island it. had installed one for the community and everyone was so excited that you would like would they encourage you to go down to the compost toilet and give it a whirl Oh, <laughs> exciting. It wasn't for me. <laughs> Any toilet where you have to think too much is too much. <laughs> that would be all the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I like a no-brainer toilet. Oh, yeah, no I brain. would love if there, in the future if there was a service where someone would come while you were asleep and just remove all the waste from your body while you're not aware of it. What if there was like a... Uh, during your sleep, you were attached to some sort of colonic machine. Yeah, like a sump pump. Is that what that does? No, that's something that goes in basements. Yeah, in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was that? Like when they pump a, when they pump out a, a cess, dump cesspool. What's all the words? Septic tank. Septic tank. Yeah. Right. Cesspool I don't know. Something. I feel like a sump pump is something I don't know. I know for sure that if the sump pump breaks in your house, your mom and dad have a fight. <laughs> your parents get divorced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it led up to it for sure. That sump pump is what I call really cute uh, pumps that you wear in the summer. Oh, sump pumps. pumps. Yeah. <laughs> sump in the summer. Anyway, Loren, thank you for explaining what the bathtub weekend was because you texted me on friday telling me oh yeah well that was a false alarm i got too excited it wasn't bathtub weekend last oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a false alarm there was what a did weird you see was there just like a rogue my, well yeah there's these messages <laughs> it was a group message and somewhere in there someone wrote bathtub and i just saw okay Bath- and yeah, that's all it took for you to trigger fond memories of bathtub weekend yeah you know it is really fun there's fireworks hmm it's really good weekend. <laughs> I it sounds it. really good. I want to be part yeah. of it. Nanaimo is kind of a mystery. Like I've I've passed through and I've done a show there, but I don't know much about it. Imagine what you think Victoria is, and then you go to Victoria and you realize it's just a bunch of squares. It's like yeah. all the cool people are in Nanaimo. That's no, no. true. I like that description, Jessica. <laughs> um, <laughs> Our guest is Nanaimo is like kind of um, perfectly okay. Picture this person. Maybe they love juggling. <laughs> Maybe they love beating. Maybe they and love... And a lot of hula hooping in a park? Yeah, you know. Slack line. Slack f- for sure. Oh, totally. Slack line. Those pants that you can zipper off that turn into long shorts. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, on the weekend, they get into their off-roader. Yeah. And Bathtub. They, no, no, no. Those those things, ATV things. And they get a few lucky beers. We call them a salmon pack where I'm from. You get a salmon pack, get onto your ATV. You put your baseball cap on backwards and you let her rip in those back roads from Nanaimo Lakes, right? So what I'm saying is <laughs> Nanaimo's person is this perfect middle ground of like hard working, fishing, hunting, blue collar worker working at the pulp mill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me. I get it. Slash circus folk. 
Circus folk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not really what I was thinking, but... It was pretty close to what I was thinking. Actually, that reminds me, the one time that I've played a show in Nanaimo, we played at Crace Mountain, which is a, a house venue. It's really fun, and you get to stay there, too. They've got a cool backyard, and it's got a hammock and everything. But we went for snacks late at night, and the only place open was a convenience store gas station, and it was after hours, so they just you had to point out what you wanted. So you'd say, <laughs> like... Uh, spaghetti Yeah, you'd say, like, salt and vinegar chips, and they'd be like, which ones? Good question. Like, Miss Vicky's, or, and you'd have to point, and then you put your money in the box, and then close the door, and then they open the door, and then hand it to you. But there was a man in the parking lot who had his laptop open and sitting on the back of his car, like on the trunk. He had it open and he was watching uh, Guns N' Roses videos. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> and he's just smoking, just watching. That's the same story that she told. Yeah. That is true. I know. Yeah. But it was amazing. And then he was, he like got into, <laughs> I guess he watched all the live videos that there were and then he got to like weird celebrity mashup covers. So like Fergie was singing on one of them and we were like, yeah. well, you're going down a dark path. It was great, though. We, we hung How long did you watch him for? It was kind of hypnotic. I mean, I didn't want him to think that we were making fun of him. So we just like took a few candid photos and left. <laughs> <laughs> but I just he was really living his best life, I think. Oh. Anyway, so Nanaimo, just to give our listeners a bit of backstory. No, no. <laughs> Come on, that wasn't very good. Uh, also, if anyone is familiar, you're probably familiar with a Nanaimo bar, which is a delicious, rich dessert. They're crazy. It's, they are a crazy dessert. It's basically a layer. Yeah, remember when you got me one? A oh, few how weeks was ago? it? Well, it took me a while to eat it. So, like, yeah, because they're really, really rich. I have this like, little really drawer that I keep my important papers in. Yeah, and I also kept treats. my Nanaimo bar in there. And so, like, it took me three days. I believe it. I would kind of take a little bite, put it back with my important papers, tell all those other managers, "Don't you dare open up my I'm special from Nanaimo. box." <laughs> There's a special. Anyway, this they is my bar. They were fine. Um, thanks for that bar. I really loved it. Whenever I'm downtown, and you need a treat. Just send me a send me a message. I really like to bring baked goods to my friends that work in the city. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes, list. sometimes I get baked goods and I don't even work that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I used to bring you snacks sometimes when you worked at the video store. It was great because I'm not super social at night. It's really nice during the day to go and visit people and bring them treats and then go back to my cave, my cave, my treetop house, and. Uh, <laughs> And just relax. But then I feel like after I've seen my friends and brought them treats. It counts. It totally counts as a visit. It was always the highlight of my day if someone, a friend would drop by at like 3 p.m. and with a little pick-me-up. And you'd always, I feel like you'd always give me just what I needed. It'd be like a kombucha right when I was losing energy. And then I'd be like, three is tough. Do you find three tough as well? Three is tough. I usually work like a 10 to 7 shift. So yeah, it's a tough shift. That's a tough one because you're, oh. Yeah, your both your meals, your s- second and third meals are off. It's well, true. Because I like to eat my lunch at noon because I'm a baby. <laughs> I like to eat my dinner at five because I'm a baby. <laughs> the past few days I've been staying up until 5 a.m. just working on this music video. Yeah. And so the birds have been waking up as I'm going to bed and it's super weird and I'm still not tired when I go to bed, but I'm like, holy fuck, it's 5 a.m. This is really bad. And then so I've been waking up at 11 and then yesterday... uh 
it was five o'clock and Jay was like, we better eat dinner now. And I was like, we just had breakfast like I love six it. hours ago. It was really weird. Anyway, so you were mentioning your job. Do you have any fresh retail nightmares? Mm, not necessarily a freshie. You know, I wanted oh, to keep it old be his, school. I yeah. wanted to go way Open the vault. Back. Yeah, do it. Open your special little box. Open the, follow the treasure trail down to the uh, Pirate's Booty Road. It is an Nanaimo story. Oh, oh yeah. Flashback. I'm back, working at a gas know, station. This story followed me through many cities, so I thought you guys would really dig it. So picture this. You guys know the kiosk culture craze absolutely yes, not yes. what is you it? know culture craze oh i don't know the kiosk culture craze but i know of kiosks <laughs> okay. and the cultural craze created oh, okay. of kiosks. okay well, you know that's okay i will uh <laughs> explain what culture craze is all about so culture craze was this kiosk in the middle of the mall and they sold like cool body mod stuff Shit. so if you wanted to get a cool labret or labret depending on how you say Piercing. it labret 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 well that's the one kind of like right here on your your chin, I know, like right in the little oh, indent man. in your chin. My friend Sarah had one of those. Cool lip rings, you get cool nose rings, you get Septum. cool, definitely some septums. Um, Did you get like, the ones like the ones the bolts on the side of your oh, head? Man, they had it all there. They got they had acrylic <laughs> jewelry, right? They had those tapers. You want to stretch your ears into biggies. Um, they had manic panic hair dye. Oh. They had cool belts. Oh well, I think I would have settled for a belt. <laughs> yeah, like they had like you know With, really like, cool like, studded like, things. Yeah, and like bullets. They had the bullet oh, definitely belt. bullet belt for sure. This Skulls. is a lot to fit into one kiosk. It was amazing. And so, and they'd always have like the coolest looking person sitting at this kiosk, yeah. listening to like anti-flag or against me, like those warp <laughs> tour bands, you know, yeah. and they'd be sitting there listening to it on a little boom box. And they were, they, I just had the coolest crush on them because they were like the true blue mall punks. I'm just, I'm getting a crush on this person that I'm just imagining in my head. I was like, I definitely think that guy's cool. Well, wow. slow down. This is a nightmare. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're buttering it up too much. Slow down, ladies. This is a real nightmare. So, um, there I was in a you know mad crush in all these cool mall punks, and yeah. I decided that I would do a little recruitment. Oh, <laughs> so you know, like I introduced myself, give them a business card. I think I was working at Blue Notes. Yeah, I definitely yeah. was. Cool. Give them a little business card, a little Blue Notes card, and uh, <laughs> say if you guys ever wanna have a coffee or something about some uh, opportunities coming up here. <laughs> Then uh, what a what a creep! <laughs> give me give me a call. Give How me a old call. were you at this time? Mm, I probably was twenty one. Amazing! <laughs> wow, recruiting headhunter. Oh yeah, I definitely am that. That's um, amazing. so that's so I got this one, and his name was. Can I guess? Yes, Bryce or Caleb. <laughs> Yeah, let's go with Bryce because I realized I didn't want to say his real name. Okay. <laughs> I still see him sometimes. Okay, so anyway, I was like, In your hey, hey, you should come work with me. And he was like, I would love to come work with you. Um, so, like, yes, I'll start on Wednesday. I was like, absolutely. So he comes in, so great at folding the jeans, so great <laughs> at selling the jeans, so friendly because this poor bugger has been 
put out there in the middle of the mall trying to sell librettes all <laughs> like how many librettes can you do <laughs> in a day yeah. and it was so incredible because like you'd have, like they would like get up and they would like talk to like the people walking by and you'd be like yo you guys need any studded accessories or what and like they would sell them i was like <laughs> yeah. this is incredible like wow. kiosk workers are uh, like they're a different breed so he brought him in worked a couple shifts sold a lot of jeans i was so happy then next week he's supposed to be in a, on monday with me doesn't show wednesday doesn't show thursday doesn't show i get a phone call on friday and he's like sorry loren moved to tofino what? <laughs> <laughs> i was like all right like <laughs> to each their own brother like uh, you know see you on the flip side so that was my first culture crease experience we're gonna come back to him in one moment. So then it happened to me again. You I double know. dipped. Well, you know, I was like, <laughs> you dirty that, one didn't, that one didn't freak me out too much. Like I was, you know, truly I was happy with, <laughs> um, you know, how that was working out for me. You were testing so a theory. <laughs> I went back. I went back. Now this time I was in Victoria and I was working at the Bay Center Mall downtown Victoria and they had a culture craze there and there was this boy there and guess what? He was an Nanaimo boy working in Victoria at the culture craze. So oh, like that's, that's a double whammy. I have an yeah. in. So I go up and, I, and he was like, hey we, you know we got 50 percent off of pyramid studs today and we have uh 25 off of all manic panic hair dye so you know let me know if you have any questions i'm like i got one question <laughs> i got one question for you here's my business card let me know if you'd like to have a coffee with me and we'll talk about some future opportunities oh, coming up at blue notes i want to get headhunted by you so bad and so he calls me the next day he was like yes i've been waiting to leave culture craze like i can't wait i want to come to blue notes and i'm going to be the best assistant manager you ever had and what I'm like, perfect so he comes on in i teach him how where everything goes and everything's good he, he works his first two weeks to assistant manager well yeah because yeah okay he must have been very cute and also he was great at his job you guys he was in the middle of the mall selling belts like i get it like you know like yeah it's the way that we would always want to hire people that worked at the gap yeah we always wanted people that worked at these much like higher higher expectations so he walks on in and he's doing so (laughs) fabulous he's doing so great um i was yeah i was pleased as punch until friday rolls around it's payday so he goes and he gets his check and then he disappeared for two (laughs) days Mm -hmm. and so i guess what happened is the poor bugger got this check cashed it and then had a night on the town like a wild night on the town extra wild and comes back into work like blue notes money so yeah he wasn't there on friday he wasn't there on saturday comes in on sunday and i'm working and and i was like Buddy, you're back. But the thing is, like, he wasn't wearing his normal clothes. He was wearing a hospital gown. <gasps> and he was wearing <laughs> these, like, ill-fitting khakis with one leg that had, like, a rip, kind of, like, ripped up to, like, mid-cap. And the other one was a full-length pants. So it was, like, like, kind of whacked cap- out. Half capri on one leg. <laughs> and um, he comes in. He's like, oh, sorry, Lorraine. I've just, like, had to take a couple days out. Like, I was at the hospital. Like, I got, I, I basically drank. I drank a little too much. And I was like, that's wild. And then I kind of like gave him a little sniff and he was like covered in his own barf because he didn't even go home after the hospital to his house to like come and change for work. And I had to be like, oh man, buddy. So I bought him a blueberry muffin and I was like, you probably wanted to like go sit down. (laughs) Like go sit down, eat this muffin. And um, (laughs) 
I yeah, I told him about, like you know it's probably best for him to go back to culture craze at that point. <laughs> but could he go back to the Labres? And I feel like he probably never even handed in his resignation. He just like put a back in five sign on. Yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> he was probably right. working both jobs. <laughs> so you know, I told you I was going to come back to that first culture craze. Oh, yeah, fuck. So here we go. So there I was. Now I'm in Vancouver, big city, right? Top of the pyramid. Top of the pyramid. Feeling like King Smith. And (laughs) I I need a roommate. And so um, who do I see but that cool guy that was from Culture Craze that moved to Tofino. And I was like, brother, like, how is Tofino? He's like, pretty good. You know, we kind of, we kind of like, maybe we're friends on Facebook a little bit here and there. So I was like, welcome to my life. Like, come on in. <laughs> come on into my life. This is your new bedroom. We'll live together. It'll be fun. You know, both retailers, punks to boot. <laughs> and so I invited him in. Well, guys, it didn't go so good for me. No. Really? <laughs> oh no! Didn't go so good for me. It was a real nightmare. So picture this: I was um, at a different job, and I got a phone call from my manager of the building, and um, he never phones me, so I thought it was really weird. So like, I pick up the phone, and I was like, "Hi, landlord. Well, what's happening?" He was like, "We have a problem in your suite." And I'm like, well, what kind of problem could that possibly be? And he's like, "Well, there was an altercation. Oh, when are you going to be home?" Oh my! And I'm like, "I'm going to be home at eleven o'clock." So I get home at 11 o'clock. I open up my door into my house and there's like macaroni everywhere. <laughs> like, so much macaroni Wait, everywhere. Raw or cooked? Oh, it was cooked. It was like the oh, orange like cheese sauce. The, uh, like, oh man. Like KD? Oh, yeah. And Whoa. it was like orange smears. Oh, it's, and Ruby had, Ruby, my dog, she had macaroni in her fur because oh, no. she was like probably eating it and she has long fur and it got all stuck. She had little mess. I pulled all these little macaroons out of her gd fur right <laughs> then i was just so annoyed i was like my house is gross there's an altercation i don't know went to my bedroom closed the door and i'm kind of tidying things up in my bedroom you know feeling kind of annoyed and all of a sudden i hear a little <coughs> <laughs> i look around my room i'm like ruby was that you and it wasn't ruby i hear it again So I open up my door, look outside, and in the living room, you guys aren't going to believe this. <laughs> in the living room, on the couch, is this girl lying on the couch with her dress up over her butt. It's true. And I went over <laughs> oh to gosh. her. I went over to her. And I was like, uh, hey, <laughs> are you okay? And she's like, she said, F off. <laughs> I, said, no. I said, no, I think I'm going to just call you cab. Like, don't worry, we're going to take good care of you. <laughs> like, we're going to call you cab. We're going to put you on the next boat out of here. <laughs> and um, she said, F you again. And I was like, what? Why are you so angry and drunk? And then all of a sudden, as that's happening, culture case, he comes home in a whirlwind and he comes home and he was like that Marilyn Manson concert was the best thing ever and I'm like oh. <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like hey culture craze like what happened like like what happened the landlord called me like what happened and he was like well I was like drinking this really fabulous drink 
for Marilyn Manson and it was pink and fizzy and delicious and we were drinking them and having a really good time and one of them accidentally fell out of the apartment window into the suite below ours. Oh, fun. And then maybe a couple other ones fell down there too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the lady fabulous. from downstairs, she comes upstairs, knocks on the door and was like, can you stop throwing cocktails into my apartment? <laughs> and he was like, can you stop being a bee? Whoa. And then they had an altercation. I like hope, physical. I hope the yeah. drink he was drinking Jeez. was Vex. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he's telling me this and that girl is still being like, F you. And I was like, you got to get this. You got to get this girl out of here. Like, I think this girl needs to go home now. I think she wants to. And then at that point, the landlord comes over and the landlord says, hey, culture craze, come over here. And then booted him out of the building. Whoa. So that was my like real retail nightmare so he evicted him they evicted him right out of there did you get to keep your apartment you know for a little longer but it was tainted at that point because yeah. i always was like nervous about running into the lady downstairs because i didn't want her to think that i was a cocktail thrower because i'm not <laughs> no you're a great tenant <laughs> i yeah. never throw them it's tough when you want to kind of make something right with a, a neighbor and you're not really sure how to i just look, would like smile a lot and like wink I'd smile and wink. <laughs> and she'd be like, great, she's high. <laughs> yeah, think of that. That's How did the macaroni and cheese end up on the floor? Well, I, I would imagine, you know, maybe he was late for the big concert, had to power eat and get out of there. Yeah, okay. Left like his a, friend behind. Like a whirlwind, yeah. like, uh, like the Tasmanian devil, like when he goes through a scene, he just turns it all that into is like how a, even when i'm not rushed i eat macaroni and cheese <laughs> i love macaroni and cheese it's pretty great i like anything that's just like two ingredients did i tell you about how when i was a kid and i think uh my mom was really depressed so whenever she's like what do you want for dinner and i'd be like macaroni and cheese she'd be like fine she made it for me every day for like a month and oh. i don't think she had noticed that the, it had been that long since it's all i <laughs> <laughs> was oh, eating because I wasn't. Mom. I wasn't complaining so at lucky all. For you, my yeah, my parents were uh, going through a rough time. But and then I was in this art class after school, and it was a like a clay class, like a pottery class, and they just were like make whatever you want and i made a bowl of macaroni <laughs> they were like why did you make this and i was like it's my favorite my mom makes it for me every night and then they had a talk with my mom after oh that sucks for your mom <laughs> it sucked for me because i couldn't have macaroni and cheese anymore i loved it she made it for me from scratch every night what yeah like uh, making the sauce with with my special like lactose free milk. And- um, <laughs> I had a I roommate don't- not from Culture Crates. She was just a friend, and uh, she made a brilliant mac and cheese. It's really nice when someone makes it. Yeah, for you. it tastes so good. Yeah, it's like the- it's one of my favorite things to make. You can really feel the love. But I also love the stuff that comes in a box. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. This reminded me of a retail nightmare. That's so crazy. It reminded me of a lot too. <laughs> so. When I lived in Montreal, I lived with my friend Gabe Teller, uh, who's a wonderful... He is in my top two people I've ever lived with. Just a great guy. Great roommate. Very funny. Very kind. used to take my dog for walks on days that I was busy. Just a nice, great roommate. And we had this big loft in Montreal, and it was like a death trap. I may have mentioned it on the podcast before, but we moved in there. Gabe was like maybe a year younger than I am. We're pretty young. So I was like 22 and he's 21. And we had one roommate, uh, John Cohen, from the John Cohen Experiment. Uh, He's a great musician from Montreal. Uh, And John decided to go traveling, so we needed to find a roommate. And at that time, the options in Montreal, so this is like the mid-90s, 
were to place an ad in the newspaper. Someone called you and you make an appointment. We didn't really have the internet. So this guy came to see the apartment and a couple of other people, but this guy really wanted the apartment, but he gave us a really bad vibe. Hmm. So we turned him down and he was pretty upset. And we ended up going with a woman who is an actress who is also a really interesting person. But that's another podcast um, <laughs> called Interesting, Interesting Actresses. Roommates. <laughs> Roommate Nightmare is something we've considered doing. I think we should do maybe if a podcast comes out on the first of the month or something, we should do Roommate Nightmares. I don't know why. That'd be so funny. Because that's when you move. So I worked at the plant store in Montreal, the Camélion Vert. And uh, I was there one day and the man that we declined, when we declined and then he called back and called back and called back. And we're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then he ended up coming into the store to see why we hadn't accepted him. him. Yeah, which was weird because he knew where I worked. That's creepy. And he's like, is it because Gabe's gay? He's like, I'm fine with fags. And I was like, no, (laughs) nope, uh, not gay. And also, good Lord, like, what's wrong with you? How Um, did he know where you worked? That's so scary. I think it just came up in conversation. Okay. Uh, just regular, like, oh, where do you work? That's normal conversation. And so fast forward, I like two years. Uh-oh. Um, Gabe has gone traveling as well. I didn't want to keep the loft anymore because the rotating characters of roommates was just too much for my introverted and overly sensitive personality in which I cannot be around people with other feelings. Mine are priority. Yeah, only extroverts can live in lofts. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... So I'm going to look for apartments and everyone in Montreal kind of moves around the same time. So if you know that there's a good apartment, you have to get there to see it fast because everyone's moving. And there is a place right across the street from Mount Royal, a beautiful park, affordable place, one bedroom apartment. And I had a dog and it was dog friendly. And I called the guy and uh, he's like, yeah, come by. So I go to see this apartment. I'm so excited. My boyfriend and I are so excited because it's just the perfect fucking place. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess who opens the door? The guy that we said no to the apartment. Oh, and, man. Uh, he's like, do you think yeah, I'm going to rent you this apartment? And I said, nope. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, that was what it. A, what a shit. Yeah. So it's the worst when someone knows where you work and they come in and say something weird. But I also was like, fuck, man, I want that apartment. Fuck, that sucks. But it reminded me of like how they, these yeah. things can just follow you around. It really sucks when different elements of your life overlap in a way that you're not prepared for. It happens a lot when we're younger, too. Yeah. There's not a ton of separation, a lot of people doing the same things, trying to figure their lives out. Like, I don't, wasn't unusual in the 90s for someone to say something so overtly homophobic. Um, <laughs> What we did not care for it. But, like, but I'm fine. <laughs> fine with fags. That's what that it sounds like. I'm fine with fags. That sentence is so loaded. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, really? Maybe just like check yourself, buddy. Um, yeah. Did you ever have this feeling? I used to have this a lot when I worked in retail and I would just basically my route was from home to work and I lived pretty close to work, like 10 minute walk. Did you ever feel like you just we're in a play and <laughs> like Sesame Street the whole yeah it was like everybody knows your name and your name is a video Who's store girl, girl. Yeah. yeah and you're just you can't leave the house without running into the same few characters and you feel like 
the world is a simulation and <laughs> someone's controlling. It's like Truman Show style. Like there's someone directing like, okay, and now you're going to run into customer number 337 and then customer number 1025 is going to look at you funny and then your skirt's going to blow up and customer 8491 nice. and treasure trail is going <laughs> to show you his treasure trail. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was just like, really? It this- felt like that when I worked on Granville Island because it oh. is, it's similar. Like you're working in a small part of town yeah. where you're passing by like multiple same stores not without changing staff. Yeah. You get to know each other, but the neighborhood is also filled with characters and... Granville Island was like that. Like, I would get kind of tired of talking to customers. Yeah. Often really nice people. I'm just like, I do need a break. But it's a thing. From talking about yoga. Yeah. For just this 30 minutes that I have to eat the salad that I love, that I eat every day because <laughs> I'm such a weird person. I eat the same lunch. I can eat the well, same lunch every day. That's my favorite. I eat the same breakfast every day. Okay. Uh, my, retail, my retail nightmare <laughs> uh, is very brief. It was... I was working at the video store and a couple came in and they were sort of hippie-ish, like white dude with dreadlocks. Well, it goes without saying. Bad facial hair. Bad facial hair. And the girlfriend, I just had to watch the girlfriend use an eyelash curler on her boyfriend's goatee. What? (laughs) (laughs) Repeatedly. And in like, I felt like a weird alien mating ritual that I was witnessing. There's something about that store, too, where you kind of, like, with the desk way at the back, mm-hmm. it's almost like people might think that they're invisible to you. Like, you can't see that far or something. Like they're the most be. visible. Yeah. <laughs> the way the lighting is, it's like you're under a spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like people would come in. Like, I talked before about how couples would do wildly inappropriate things right yes. in front of me. Yeah. Not even hand in the back pocket, like hand down the back of the jeans. That makes me very upset. So uncomfortable. Like it's something 100% not okay. I would, But also at the yeah, same time, free would, your mind, Jessica. <laughs> I will never be okay with that. One time I was, I think I was very young and I was at uh, Playland local Hell amusement yeah. park mm-hmm. and i was in line for the wild mouse which is the scariest ride there it doesn't sound scary it's really scary it was a little <laughs> mini roller coaster but and the cart you were in the wheels were in the back so <gasps> and there was a lot of right angles and so as you'd go around you you couldn't see the track anymore because it would turn but the wheels were in the back so you'd be like hanging over the edge that's awful really terrifying anyway right in front of me there's a couple and the woman put her hands down the front of the man's pants and it was just like ain't no thing this is how we express our love for each other but in front of a kid i was definitely under 12 <laughs> far out we were maybe I've never six been inches so away from each other <laughs> no even at the height of my l- craziest lust i've never been like i'm going to grope you in front of a child in full daylight one thing that does happen to me a lot in front of children is I don't see them and I just, I'm swearing like a pirate. Oh. Not like, like a fun, cool bathtub <laughs> festival pirate. Right. No different. But like. Dirt dog pirate. Jesus Christ. I'm blah, blah. And then C word or something. And then little Johnny walks by. Mommy. <laughs> why is that lady so wangly? <laughs> is it because of hell's crazy? <laughs> that happened. A few days ago when we were across the street from each other and we were doing suggestive dance moves 
across traffic, <laughs> and then I realized that there was a mother and her son, both on bicycles, right standing beside me. Not even six inches away. No. And I didn't know. I didn't see that there was a child there, but the mom was laughing so hard. Was she? We weren't really doing suggestive stuff, but we were making really stupid poses. We were like, I was, I mean... It was like grinding if you were just one person. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of a hip gyrating. Kind of an air hump. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, tasteful. It was very funny. I was zipping and unzipping my jacket a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know so, what that means? It means I'm taking off my jacket, maybe. <laughs> it means I'm having hot flashes. I don't know if I'm cold. That's why the mom was like, I can't wait. She's like, I get it. Hot flashes. I get it, girl. <laughs> there should be a dance movie called Hot Flash. For 50-year-old women. Ooh. I think we're on to something. Yeah. I think I'm having one right now. I'm really sweaty. So I am so scared because Loren has a ghost story. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't had one in ages. Well, this one is pretty scary. Um, It's maybe more of a haunting than a ghost per se, but in the same realm of still counts yeah of stuff we don't understand well this is our spooktacular so it is spooktacular anniversary episode so here was <laughs> i was at valley village um i, <laughs> I love i love going to um sometimes go thrift shopping on yeah. sundays maybe get brunch and thrift so i went there and i was with my friend and we found this vhs called you know i actually thought it was called rock and roll nightmare but i did a little bit of um <laughs> digging and it was called trick or treat okay and it was like a scary movie and it had like on the cover like maybe gene simmons with a guitar and a boy yeah and he had shaggy hair and he looked kind of scared right yeah you know we actually got it's a couple he was standing so close to gene simmons <laughs> yeah we got, we got he's a like can i catch something <laughs> will he touch me with that tongue as we get it home and we're really excited about it and then um so we we got some more supplies we went to the grocery store and we got some shrimp (laughs) oh man and we got some avocados nothing like shrimp and horror and we got some um tortilla chips lovely (laughs) and we made a real nice nachos (laughs) real nice nachos and so those nachos were cooking away we went outside and um we actually took a tiny puff of marijuana <laughs> i just thought i'd be honest no yeah. way yeah That's just a little so bit uncharacteristic for okay. me yeah i know right <laughs> um so there's the nachos ding ready pick them up bring them to the, we had a second bedroom in this house um, that wow. had a laundry machine and a drying machine and a vhs player and a couch wow. and we put the nachos down pop that vhs in press play but it's already at the end credits whoa spooky oh man right be kind rewind right so we pressed uh stop on the vhs player and then we press rewind and you know how when you do that the screen sometimes goes blue and you get those little arrows that says rewind Mm -hmm. yes right yes so it's in that blue screen gonna reach down to the big nacho tray have a couple good bites couple (laughs) shrimps right (laughs) fully loaded one chip up had one chip with shrimp cheese green onion and a little bit of guac right (laughs) So then um, all of a sudden I look over at the TV and it is like, it, it kind of goes like from the blue screen. Like it goes like white, fuzzy, like snow. And then it kind of goes back to blue screen and it's still rewind. You can hear the tape winding. And I kind of look at my friend and I was like, that was weird, huh? 
grab another chip. This time I put two shrimps on it. Whoa, because you know the end is nice. <laughs> and a little bit nice. of salsa. It was more of a red chip. Oh, like a Mexican. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and then I look over the TV again. It does it again. <laughs> White screen. But this time it doesn't go back to blue. It kind of gets fuzzier and fuzzier and fuzzier. And then all of a sudden there's this like picture coming through. And we're just sitting there on the couch like... Kind of just looking straight forward, being like, weird. And the picture's kind of fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. And all of a sudden, you see this, like, Japanese man. And he's, like, in this laboratory. And he has this white lab coat on. And he looks real scared. Real, real scared. And he has his eyes bulging out. And he's like, oh! And then this (laughs) other man comes over, grabs him by the neck, chokes him dead right dead right down and then the, the camera just kind of focuses in zooms into that poor man's face as he's choked to death <laughs> back to blue screen we winding we winding <laughs> and then click movies rewound so i sat there and i looked at my friend and he looked back at me and i was like did you see that <laughs> and he was like yeah and I said, how you think they goddamn got that picture into the rewinding sequence? <laughs> That's so spooky. What a spooky movie. This is a real spooky. He's like, no, Loren, this is like the ring. We're going to die. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I said to my friend, no, you got to be kidding me. This is just in the rewind sequence. It's a trick. This, is, this probably happens all like, How many shrimp are in your mouth at this point? <laughs> Five. Just two. So like Dracula fangs. I'm like, well, I was like, well, let's let's rewind it again and see if it does it again. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. We've got he to reverse gets the curse. Up and yeah. he goes into um, his bedroom and he gets into his bed and he puts the covers up over his head and he's like having a freak out. Uh-oh. Sure. So I go over and um, I kind of like give him a tap on the shoulder and I'm like, hey, buddy, I don't think we're gonna die. I think we're fine. I think maybe maybe we've got a little high maybe we're a little stoned right now let's go put on our winter boots it was winter let's go put on our winter boots and walk over to our friend neil's house and we'll go talk to neil and he's like okay so we put on our boots we walk down the street over to fitzwilliam take a little left on fitzwilliam go to this house called the yellow house is what we called it Knock on the door. My friend Blake answers the door. He's like, Loren, what's happening? I'm like, we need to talk to Neil right now. (laughs) He's like, okay, well, I'll get him. And so we take off our boots and we walk over into Neil's room and we sit down in his bed and Neil's like, what's happening, Loren? Um, And we're like, well, so picture this, like we're sitting there, nachos, real tasty, munch, munch, (laughs) TV's like, then it's like back and then it's like, then the man gets choked right to death he's dead on the counter click movies ready to watch are we gonna die and he's like sounds like the ring to me i think you guys are cursed and my friend like he got even more scared now he's like white in the face i'm like okay we gotta go neil's not helping us thanks neil (laughs) that's typical (laughs) typical typical of neil's So we go back and how this house is kind of set up is you walk in the front door and there's kind of like an area you can take your shoes and your coat this off. This place sounds like a mansion. It's, it's a really nice house. Yeah. Um, and um, a couple and Blake and his pal Alex, they were sitting in the other room and they were watching TV, right? Just like channel surfing. So as, as I was tying up my winter boots, I kind of was like watching the TV click, click to the channels, click, click around. 
And he kind of clicks over channel three. Uh-oh. And it's playing this World War II movie, black and white. And there's like a Japanese pilot. And he was like flying around on his plane, right? And I was like, okay, I figured it out. So it's really easy. We were just rewinding and somehow the VCR switched into TV mode. Normal. <laughs> normal thing. Yeah, it happens and all the time. Maybe it switched into TV mode during a murder sequence. But it's like, we can't control that. This is not a weird thing at all. This is fine. And uh, my friend, was not, he wasn't sold on that. So anyway, he took that movie and um, he hid it away. But then um, I found it again later on. I watched it. It was a great movie. It was about this boy who had this radio show. And basically, there's this like real cool metal rock and roller. And he dies. And he's like his number one idol. And so this boy on his radio show is so heartbroken. And Gene Simmons also has a radio show. And he's like, listen, brother, take this record. It was your rock and roll dream come true's record. Play it backwards. Uh Let me know how it goes for you. So this poor SOB (laughs) takes his record, plays it backwards. And then the spirit of his rock and roll dream come true comes out as a killer. Kills a bunch of people. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, I think I've heard of this there, movie. Yeah, I think some things. Spoiler that, I think that they burned some stuff down. They burned his spirit. I don't know how. But anyway, you know, I'm still kicking. 31 years old, not cursed. You know, been watching lots of movies since then. Um. <laughs> so you that no point in that movie is there that scene. No, no way. That scene definitely was on Channel Three. So maybe. Uh, you know, what I think maybe happened is there was some ghost playing a trick, maybe, and he was standing there in the closet being like, look at these two stoners with their nachos. I'm going to get He's like, I miss shrimp. Yeah, totally. I miss shrimp. trying to shrimp through his empty body. And, uh, on the ground. Yeah, when you guys left, he ate the shrimp. Yeah, like through like an electronic um, energy um you know, he was able, sort of ghost or she, I don't know the gender of this ghost. I couldn't see them. They were probably in the closet, right? They yeah. were able to. I will, I'm not going to sleep tonight. And I'm not even sure why. <laughs> Did this happen in Victoria? This actually happened in Nanaimo. Okay. That's why the apartment was so big. Because I've heard like a high amount of ghost stories f- that has happened in Victoria. I don't know why. It's, it's super haunted there. There's the haunted tour. Do you guys want to really? go to the haunted tour? I would love to. You know what, guys? We'll I actually trip. heard Victoria might have a leg up on Nanaimo. Don't tell Nanaimo I told everyone this. <laughs> um, but I think Victoria might have Nanaimo beat in terms of ghost stuff. Yeah. I Apparently know, and I'm not haunted. even. I haven't even been seeking it out. It's just people have been telling me stories that have happened in Victoria. It's a uh, number one per capita witches in the world. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's I amazing. Knew it. Yeah, number one per capita. Also, best thrift store uh, shopping for sure. Their Value Village is amazing. Every every time I go, I buy the best dress I've ever seen in my life. That's because it's an island and it's everyone dies there. It's because, yeah, it's because everyone dies there. Mm-hmm. It's an island. No one leaves the island. If you go, it's a big retirement community. If you go there, you die there. Most of my family who has moved there has died there. Your family's not like great for sticking around. Well, they're most of them are ghosts <laughs> to begin with. Let's ghost be baby. Fair. Yeah, they're mostly ghosts. But yeah, that makes what do you sense. guys think about that movie though? Like, could it just could it be just 
a funny coincidence. It's pretty funny that it. I think it was the TV. You think that TV's possessed, or do you think it's just a funny? I think something happened where you, the TV. We don't have a through. remote because I found that TV you, for free on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing else ever happened. Murder scene. <laughs> Did you ever try rewinding the tape again? Or are you too scared? I rewound it, but three years later. Wow. And it was fine. Nothing weird happened. You know what? Okay, this reminds me of a weird story that happened to me. I don't think I've told this before, but when I was... Guys, I'm getting really scared. (laughs) Okay, this isn't that scary, but you know, because you were talking about The Ring and like the whole thing of watching a VHS tape and getting spooked. So The Ring came out when I was maybe 18 or something like that. A few years before, like long before it ever came out in theaters, I was hanging out at UBC, because that's what I like to do. It was the cool, fun thing to do. You'd go to the sub, hang out at CITR, where that's where all the cool music people Absolutely. were. That's where I found out about all my favorite bands, because they had all these free CDs that after they reviewed them for Discorder, you could just take the CDs. And there was one time in the free bin, there was this VHS tape, and we were like, oh, cool, we can take this. Even if it's shitty, we can just tape over it. Uh, <laughs> so resourceful. We, yeah. I was poor. I was a teenager. I had no money. So we put it in and it's just like this weird art school film. It's like this black and white thing. It's not that long. It's just like a clip of a lady looking in a mirror and like the lady standing on the edge of a cliff. And I'm like, whatever. This is weird. This is this is boring. And then there's like bugs crawling all over. And it was just kind of like it felt like a wannabe David Lynch just like trying too hard to be weird. Didn't think too much about it. Years later, I see the movie The Ring. <laughs> that is the movie from The Ring that they show that's like, you're going to die in seven days. Oh, my God. It was, I think, I guess it must have been a viral campaign where they just spread that around to oh, have it in people's yeah. you know, consciousness. But I'd never heard of anyone else seeing it. It was so weird. That's I just assumed so it was someone's scary. shitty, you know, art film that they made for second year film school or whatever but yeah it was really it was really weird though because it didn't seem sinister at all at the time it was just like oh okay there's just this lady and there's like a tree silhouetted and just seemed kind of arty and bad yeah (laughs) but then when i watched the ring i was like oh my god why do i know this oh that's spooky (laughs) yeah your story is really spooky i don't have an answer for sure like, I don't know, but it's totally spooked me You know, me I've out. been asking that same... I, I tell that story and I always ask. And no one has been able to give it to me straight. Because both of you saw it as, like, extra spooky. Yeah. My friend Adam that saw it, I don't even know if he'll talk about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't use his name until then. Yeah. But it was Lauren and Adam him. that was sitting there on that couch. Yeah, I don't know. It's really scary. Now I'm scared. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you want to do the worst thing? Sure, yeah. We've got music now. Yeah. The worst present ever from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. So this is our new segment, Worst Present from a Family Member. Um, one of the reasons why we want to keep it family stuff is that family can forgive us for being mean, we hope. <laughs> um, uh, Lauren, do you have anything that sticks out in your mind as a terrible gift? Sure. So, um, as a child, um, and young adult and, um, currently all, like all my life, <laughs> I've been, uh, really good at, you know, light finger work, crafting, etc. 
I'm talking about beating, friendship bracelet. Yeah, because you're from Nanaimo. Yeah, totally. It's um, in your blood. You know, I used to make fishing lures for my dad. Oh my god. Oh yeah, like, I like I like that kind of busy work. So um, I would go to my grandma's house, and and she gifted me. It's kind of embarrassing. She gifted me a cigarette machine because my fingers were so small that I was able to take those little tubes of paper and stuff them real good full with tobacco. Oh my god, you're so, so had, from a working class. So I had my own neighborhood. I have my own cig machine, and I would go there and I, and she would bring it out for me as my gift, and then I would roll them up. I'd roll you know twenty, thirty, forty for cigs. Oh, for Grammy, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, Grammy Smith, yeah. Grammy Smith and um, Grammy Smith Apple. <laughs> yeah, I think that that might have been the worst gift. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to <laughs> give yeah, a child. Like a child labor, <laughs> yeah. Gift. Yeah, but I sure was fast. Let me tell you. <laughs> I bet, Jessica. Do you have a gift? No, but your story reminded me of how my grandmother used to spray down her beautifully shiny already coffee table with pledge and then she would get me to put on my flannel nightgown and she would uh, get me to lay on the table (laughs) and she would hold both my ankles and pull me up and down (laughs) so i would buffer her coffee table for her and i thought it was the most fun thing (laughs) so no i don't have a gift but i have that story (laughs) that's really good and she would buy me a different I feel like she would buy me a different flannel nightgown for every every holiday just so she could keep doing this. She gave me one for Easter that said some bunny loves you. Aww. That's sweet. And I had two bunnies on I it. I love the smell of pledge too. Oh my gosh. Nothing smells cleaner. It's so good. Yeah, that's got stuff can't be good. For when you. I had a party for Jay's birthday, I just smelled pledge. A few months ago, I I pledged everything in the apartment and I was like, why don't I do this? Every week, it's amazing. It smells so good. It's so fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. One of my things that I thought of, my ex-boyfriend's mom gave me sort of like a sorry it didn't work out gift. After um, you had broken up? Yeah. How long after? I don't even, she mailed it to me. So it wasn't that long after. I think it was like the week after. Um, she's a really nice lady. Um, and it was a pendant with a teddy bear on it. With articulated legs. Like a plush teddy bear? No, it was silver. Oh, okay. But it was like the gift that you would give a child. Hmm. Uh, and I remember thinking, weird. that's a really weird gift. Do you think she like saw it in the store and she's like, that's it? That's, that's Alicia. I think that that probably happened. It was, weirdly though, like about 10 years later I found it and you have the necklace that it, I had attached it to. I made it like a string of pearls. Oh, really? Of pearls. And then I put it on the end. It was this really long string with this really creepy bear on the end. And I loved it. And I was so in love with it then. <laughs> and it fell off right away. And it was so sad. Oh, no. You lost it? Yeah. She's a nice lady. That's the worst is that a lot of, you know, all of the gifts that I'm thinking have come from the right place. And I'm just a horrible person. Well, you know, really, the worst gift all of us have ever got is the idea that we all need gifts all the time for every holiday and every True birthday because that, that just uh, perpetuates the horrible reality of consumerism and capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get all deep on it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to read a few. Um, one of my favorite is from Lise Monique Oakley. Um, she wrote, when I was in grade three, my parents got me an Abflex. What? I guess the box was a good size. She must have been so excited. Have you ever seen an Abflex before? Yeah. And she's in grade three, so she would have been eight. 
that I don't know. That might be one of the best ones we all, we'll ever have. That might be child abuse. Yeah. No child should be exercising their abs <laughs> <laughs> at that age. Wow. Check out. Okay. For the listener, we thought to make it special for our 50th episode, we would uh, light some candles. And one of these candles is getting real crazy. It's getting really crazy. It's probably haunted by that Japanese guy. That's that about murdered. a three inch <laughs> flame, I would say. Yeah. It's wild. That's my puppo of the week. So, uh, what else? I don't... Sometimes people... Guys, you tweet at me and I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's half of all the people who tweet at me. Loren, how are you doing? Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gary T. Stormo got a rough, unpolished rock with a bow. Still waiting to hear it was a goof 15 years later. So, I guess it was a real gift. If someone gave me a rock... I mean, most of my best gifts ever have been... Rocks? Rocks. Rocks or, you know, minerals, gems, all those things. I have a friend who's a geologist and whenever she'd go into the field she would bring me back these beautiful rocks that she would find like if you're walking on the beach and you see a a special rock like when we were on tour when loren and i were on tour in california oh utah yeah we went to that uh the university University of utah and stole their rocks to get free burritos (laughs) yeah and yeah. we have special rocks from there. We have special rocks from El Capitan Beach near Guys, Santa Cruz. You're both special rocks. Yeah. I mean, was this Gary? Was this Gary yeah. who got this rock? Gary, think about that rock. Think about how the minerals in that rock are probably older than every person you've ever known. Now, do you like that present a little bit more? <laughs> Sorry to get cosmic. <laughs> This one is going to be, I think, the last one. I think we might as well. It's Dr. Funky MD for a oh! 50th anniversary episode. Rob is welcome back into the fold. Well, this is it. Just every 50 episodes, we'll read one of his tweets. Uh, so he got one of those soccer balls with a bungee attached so you can play soccer alone. <laughs> <laughs> Rob. Oh, Rob. man. Well, this has been... Uh, the worst presents from a family member. Rob, okay, next time we hang out, remind me to give you a hug. <laughs> Puppo of the week? Yes. Puppo of the week. All right. Start with our guest. Arf, 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 arf. So my Puppo is uh, the one and only Puppo. You guys got to be kidding me. Of course, I'm going to choose Ruby Dang Smith. Ruby <laughs> Ramon Smith. The little brown beast that could. <laughs> What's, um, what's her Genesis story? Where'd she come from? She was well, birthed by uh, Lorenz kind of Soul. It's kind of a wild story. Um, I became obsessed with um, Fran Drescher, and she had a lot of Pomeranians, and I yeah. thought that like they, they look good with her, they look good with me. Sure. Fran Drescher is amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's a really funny woman. Yeah, I love her. So um, I really wanted a Pomeranian. I also like how they're smiling all the time, just like me. So I thought that I needed to have one, so I started to like look at um, postings on Kijiji. Yeah, they have a lot of postings <laughs> about dogs. Of, for like little pom pups. And so I messaged this lady. And I said, hey, what's up? Love a dog, preferably female, because I wanted to love me and only me. Mm-hmm. I heard that they're like that. Yeah, they are. That's why I like boy dogs, probably. Yeah. They love everybody. They love everybody. I'm a jealous lover. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> there we are. And um, this lady invites me to come over and like check out this pregnant pup. 
Whoa. Named Charlie Brown. No, Charlie Brown was the dad. Sky yeah, that makes was more the sense. mom. Yeah, Sky was wow. the mom. So I went over there and I met them and they seemed really smiley, cute, bouncy, pretty cool. I says, check please for you. Check please for you. <laughs> Cut this lady a check. Here's the thing though. She lived on the army base in Esquimalt. Um, oh, which not is close. Just kind of by Victoria. It's yeah. kind of close. I was living in Victoria, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, okay. Just over the bridge, you know. Yeah. So I had to go into Esquimalt to the army base and to go to the army base, you have to like look in the eyes of an army guard <laughs> wow. before they let you in. Right. So then they did. And so, <laughs> Over then the next like uh, maybe it was like three months before she got to come home and live with me, yeah. I would go and visit her like, <gasps> for all the different stages. So she kind of came out as like a little hairless creep. I saw her then; she was disgusting. <laughs> then I saw her like maybe two weeks later; she's trying to be kind of cuter, eyes still closed, oh. covered in oatmeal. Then I saw her. No, that was actually maybe the third visit. She was covered Actual in like oatmeal, yogurt, and oatmeal. So sick. I was like, what kind of monster am I getting myself into? <laughs> and um, it was like the fourth visit. The breeder said to me, she's like, so I know you love Pomeranians. I can tell. Yeah. How do you feel about chinchillas? Oh. <laughs> and I said, I think I love them. She's like, well, I'm also a chinchilla breeder. What a weirdo. Would you like to come see all my chinchillas? Oh my and I was like, why? Yes, I no. would. So we leave her, um, her bunker, and then we walk down to the backyard, and she had a chinchilla. Does the Canadian shed. government know about this puppy mill, chinchilla mill cross? <laughs> oh my Lord. This is Jesus. a homegrown this venture. Homegrown. So we go in, and we open up this door, and she must have had, I'd say, maybe 60 chinchillas in What? There. Okay, no, I'm not on board anymore. 60 of them. Was she and using she... them for fur or pets? Pets. Hmm. Okay, I'd rather be for it. <laughs> Dang a lang. And she's like, would you like to hold one? And I said, yeah, she gave me three to <gasps> hold at a time. Three at once? They're like yeah, nicer they're really rabbits. Cute. They don't actually like to be held, so I had to hold them in a towel. I didn't actually get to touch them. Oh. I'd still do it. Rip off. That's right? exactly how yeah. I like to be you held to as well. Hug Kanye West, if you want to <laughs> hold a chinchilla, yeah. he wears so much fur. And and yeah, so so yeah, and then um, that's fine. I liked her chinchillas. Fine, gave her a couple more weeks, and Ruby got to come live with me. And she wrote me this email. She's like, "So, are you interested in a puppy pack? I highly advise." You gain a puppy pack, and in this puppy pack, you'll love it. It's gonna have a little kennel, so she can go. Yeah, I've heard of spot. these. Um, it's gonna have some more of the food that she's been eating, so you don't give her an upset tummy because she is a baby. Yeah, you know, just she's tiny a little oatmeal and yogurt. Baby. She's still a baby. Let's be honest. That's true. And uh, I said, you know what? Yeah, give me this puppy pack. So I ordered one, and I go there to pick it up, but all it was. Is a kennel full of weird dog prom dresses. <laughs> so I open it up, and there's just like there's like a pink one and a blue one and a green one and a white one, like a wedding dress. There was a Pomeranian's wedding dress. Fuck dog thing. breeders are then so weird. It had those little silver moon booties, like you know those little boots for dogs. Yeah. It had some of those, and it had um, a sweater. It had this? a Santa Claus outfit. Because this was kind of the fall, Christmas was coming. I think she gave and you her a- accidental stash. It was <laughs> like, so weird. Then she gave me this other little thing for her hair, and it had a little baby brush, and it had a little sparkly clip, so you could like put little clips in her hair. So this woman and, loved you. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> she thought she'd met an equal, a soulmate. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I got those. You know, and I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I 
may or may not. I definitely did dress her up a lot. <laughs> because when you got that many prom dresses, you got to try them out, right? Yeah. It yeah. would be wasteful just to not use them. You know? <laughs> yeah. How old is she now? Ruby Smith is like seven. No, I meant the dog breeder. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. 69. Jessica, who's your puppo of the week? Oh, Okay, so I, since we last recorded, I've barely left the house. That's right. But I've been working on editing this video a lot. And while I do so, Jay is sitting about 10 feet away from me playing Metal Gear Solid, which is this video game in which you do a lot of sneaking. So Jay will just say, oh, I'm going to go off and do some sneaking. I'm like, okay, have fun. He really likes it because it's a... It's like a combat game where you can be nonviolent, so you can use a lot of tranquilizer darts. And <laughs> I love him to bits. I mean, Jay's my eternal puppo, but he's not my puppo of the week. But anyway, uh, so this particular game, it's really amazing. I haven't really been paying attention, but it, I've heard it in the background. It's set during the 80s, so you discover a lot of uh, tapes, like casingles. And so there's a Joy Division tape. There's an aha tape there's the game starts with uh a david bowie song the man who sold the world and the the sort of squad is called the diamond dogs it's got a lot of cool musical references and the main character snake is uh voiced by Kiefer sutherland so you get to hear him doing a bunch of grunts and stuff but so there's a mission early on in the game where you have to rescue a puppy and then he t- delivers the puppy back to his base and uh, names the dog Dee Dee, which stands for Diamond Dog. And then later, after you do a mission, you'll revisit the base. And then eventually the dog is full grown. And it's this sort of like husky mixed dog. It's really cute. And uh, then eventually you start to go on missions with your dog. And then now Jay has sort of gotten resources. <laughs> and he can spend all his money on outfits for the dog so he's got like tactical vests for the dog and then you can start sort of like changing the dog's appearance and it's amazing and there are commands you can do in the game where you can just pet the dog or call the dog and so while I'll be sitting on the couch editing the video I'll hear Jay making Kiefer Sutherland say Dee Dee and so he just keeps calling the dog to him and petting him and being like good dog (laughs) Uh, so that's about as close as I've gotten to a puppo in a week. That's great. <laughs> that is great. I just, I guess, um, I don't know if like the digital dog is my puppo or if like Hideo Kojima is my puppo because he's the guy who made the game. I don't it could know. be everybody. It's everyone involved. Like everyone who's like made this weird sort of nonviolent military game <laughs> that involves mostly a dog. And also you rescue animals. There's like... An overarching goal of the game is every time you run into any animal, you like uh, tranquilize it and then attach balloons to it, and then it floats off to your base so you can relocate it because it's in a dangerous, like militarized area. <laughs> That's lovely. It's really sweet. And at first, when I just saw the game, I was like, Ugh, another shooter game. He's like, no, these are tranquilizer turns. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone play Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my Puppo of the Week is the three crows that I told were very handsome or beautiful on my walk over here tonight. They're, the crows are in fine form these days. No, they're cover. not. I disagree. I got to tell hey. you about a mean old crow. I got to tell you about a mean old crow. <laughs> I got to tell you. So I was walking home yesterday. <laughs> this is our first contested Mount Pleasant. 
Oh, and, that's um, where they are evil. And I was walking down through there, talking on the phone with my sweet friend Kate, and uh, there's this crow that like kind of swooped down by me, and I could kind of feel my hair flow in the wind. Your as beautiful it feathered past. hair is extra feathery right now. How about these tendrils in my right? I have been really Bring admiring them this whole crow. podcast. And he dived on me yeah. for. 10 blocks like he oh, died on me for 15 minutes that's awful that's where it, it was happens. so horrible mount pleasant is ground zero for crow aggression no i thought the west end was really yeah mount pleasant i've never is, heard of that happening here i when i lived in mount pleasant I'm so sorry my boyfriend lived a block away, away. <laughs> yeah, it's really scary to be attacked by a wild like animal. i kind of could get it for one block but i was like Listen, buddy. Like, yeah, like I'm, why all the way? Yeah, totally. Like you were actually stalking. But me. they're like, actually like I. Can, I've been dive bombed by crows, and I like I don't know what this says about me, but they'll get close enough that you can feel the flap of their wings, like the the wind flapping into your face. Yeah, I've never had one peck. No, they don't peck. They don't touch you. I I feel like it's majestic. It's like as cl- they're like, hey. I recognize you as a threat, but also I respect your boundaries. It's mm, kind of okay. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Papa reinstated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this has been our fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> you know, we've of been 50 around for years. fifty years. Of podcasting. We've been doing it since uh, 1966. <laughs> you guys finished your bottle of champagne. Yeah. Yes, we. How are you did. feeling? bubbly i'm feeling ready for some uh, tortilla chips perfect i caramba <laughs> loren if people want to find you online or see you perform you how got, can they make that happen yeah two um, instagrams now that's true i have this like i i think i'm i think i want to maybe become a herbal uh, medicinal kind of pagan <laughs> cool rock and roller so i got this instagram let's just called call it what it is larry's apothecary you're a witch that sounds really good yeah and, and you guys are all invited to follow me there um when i'm making my potions and tinctures <laughs> and vinegars i've tried one of your tinctures you loved it she didn't like it she screamed but no, i felt it in my brain <laughs> Whoa. That means it's working. So Larry's Apothecary. Larry's Brains. Apothecary. And where, where's the other one? Um, It's just called Laurentless. Sort of like Relentless, <laughs> but it's just with my name in there. It's really good. Um, and Are then, you still on Twitter? No, I never had a Twitter before. I, I think know, that I was following Tough Age, so I'll unfollow oh, them now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you're no longer part of it. Or, I mean, they're nice. I'm just kidding. That's just Jared. They're Former nice and guest. funny. Okay. Um, they're nice and funny, so still follow them, but I got... um. I have a show on June 5th with this really cool new band no, named Jocketeers. This is going to come out way after that. Whoops-a-doodle. Got one on uh, the 23rd, maybe, at the Astoria, and then another one on July, maybe 13th or 14th. That's Anyways, perfect. you guys are going to have to just keep yourselves checked, okay? We're called Jocketeers Hit Band. Come down to the Astoria and see us sometime. And... Um, Thank you so much for having me on to your cool podcast. Thanks Favorite for guest. being our first ever repeat offender. Jessica, people want to find you? You've got stuff coming up. Like Jay Arner on Facebook because that's where all our band updates are going to be, all our tour dates. We're playing Sled Island. I can say now, which was just announced, we're playing Sappy Fest in Sackville. So that'll be fun. Real fun. Yeah. Uh, super exclusive. <laughs> um, what about you? Mm, I know I have stuff coming up. 
when, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I am hosting the Laugh Gallery on the 20th of June, um, which is a Monday. This uh, is coming out of June like 13th. That. Yeah, so come see me at the Laugh Gallery, and then I have a show, I believe, June 24th at Hot Art Wet City. Could be the 25th. It'll be the Friday. I could look at my calendar. Anyways, who gives a care? Thanks uh, to everyone that's listened. If you have listened to all 50 podcasts, I feel like we owe you money. Oh, everybody check out the Facebook page because in honor of our 50th episode, I'm posting every single pup of the week that I've had that I have a photo of. Amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Jessica, for being a great co-ghost. Thank you. Thank you to Jay for being an amazing editor. Jay Arner. And uh, thank you, Lauren, for joining us again. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Ah, ah, ah. Yep, yep.